Good morning and welcome to our Monday morning chapel. Uh, just a brief announcement, if you look at the bottom of the page today, you will see an invitation to a talk that is being given tonight uh, by Dr. Gary Locklear of Concordia University in Mequon, Wisconsin. Uh, he, uh, Dr. Locklear will be speaking on the subject of how to talk to people who are skeptical about creation. I think you'll find it very interesting. So I'd encourage you to come tonight. That's at 7.30 in Meyer Hall, room 101. Please join me then in the prayer for Monday morning as you find it on the front part of the hymn book on page 168. And we join our hearts and voices in unison. At the beginning of the week, I cry to you, O Holy Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, that you would fill my heart and mind with your Holy Spirit, that I may think, speak, and do only that which pleases you. Unite my thoughts and desires with yourself in the love of Jesus Christ. Cleanse my conscience with his blood, that I may grow in you this entire week, yes, all the days of my life. Strengthen me with your might. Make me sincere in my love to you and willing to serve you and my neighbor. Teach me to resist the temptation of my own corrupt heart and the enticements of evil men. Make the vanity of this world bitter to me, that you may become the more sweet. Teach me also to bear the burden of this week. Lead me as a loving father, and help me to follow you as your child and obey you. Bless all my labor, and guide me with your wisdom that I may be cheerful and confident and also faithful in all my work. Be the beginning and the end of all my labor to your glory and my salvation. Amen.
Our scripture reading today is taken from Psalm 119, the longest of the Psalms, and you could say the longest chapter in the Bible, uh, verses of 103 and 104. How sweet are your words to my taste, sweeter than honey to my mouth. Through your precepts I get understanding, therefore I hate every false way. These are your words, Heavenly Father, they are your truth. We pray that you would increase our faith through them. Amen. You may be seated. I was in the home of a, a, one of my shut-ins who was in her mid-90s, and her health was starting to deteriorate. She was getting near the end of her life, she could tell, and she had gotten to the point where she was starting to give away things and, and uh, offer furniture to people and things like that, knowing that her life was coming to an end. She didn't have any children. And she said to me one day after we finished our little uh, shut-in communion with her, she said, could you get down on your knees and look underneath this cabinet? And I opened up the doors of the cabinet, and inside there must have been at least a hundred, maybe a couple hundred devotion booklets, meditation booklets. And she said, I've been saving these for years, and I'm wondering if there's anybody that could use them I just can't throw them away, throw them away because they're God's word. And uh, so I tried to find a home for all of those meditation books. I remember once being in an, uh, an antique store with my father. I was probably 13 or 14. And we were looking at old books. And I noticed that some of the Bibles, there were some beautiful old Bibles from the 1800s. And beautiful old Bibles that... Um, were so cheap, you could get them for 50 cents, 75 cents. And I said, these are God's word. You think people would, would spend, want to spend more on this? And he said, he said, well, there are so many Bibles because people take care of their Bibles and pass them on to their family. And because of that, there's so many of them that antique stores uh, have too many of them. They, some of them turn them away, and <laughs> that's actually true. Uh, the one I put on the back uh, as you came in today is an example of that. It came from my great-grandparents in the 1890s. And uh, you could see how precious that book was uh, in the family. I can't read a lick of it today because it's all in Norwegian. <laughs> a believer's entire connection and link to God, if you will, a link to heaven, is through that precious word of God. Uh, Jesus says to us, my sheep hear my voice. I know them and they follow me. And here you are. Uh, that's the way that we have any knowledge of God is through that precious word. And we love that word so much because it, it gives us real understanding about ourselves. It gives us the honest truth about ourselves. Even when it comes to the law, which is sometimes hard for us to hear. There's no MRI machine that can look down inside of you and expose the things that God's word can expose there's no truth serum that somebody could give you that could somehow cause you to speak truthfulness about yourself the way God's word can penetrate down into our consciences and find those areas that we don't want anybody else to know about. But areas that need to be exposed before the throne of God. Areas where we need to bring our sins before him and repent of the things that we have done wrong. We're very good at masking that in the world for all the people that we see and that we're around. But the word of God, like the book of Hebrews says, penetrates like a double-edged sword. It, it pierces down inside of us, dividing soul and spirit, joints and marrow, down even into your bones 
That's quite a statement, isn't it? That's the power that God has placed in his word and that penetrating law that, that sometimes pricks our conscience and makes us realize the things we've done wrong. That penetrating law inside of us is a necessary thing. And the believer even appreciates that. The, the believer can even appreciate the law once we know also the wonderful remedy of the gospel that Christ is found there in that same scripture. Because the purpose of that law is to get your heart and mind uh, in, in the right frame to realize we need to give up on ourselves as far as getting to heaven. And that the only way it could be done is how God's plan has come to us through the work of his son. So that law is, is a necessary thing. And it's a necessary thing that we can even appreciate now. Just like, just like a person who goes to the doctor. And when the doctor has to tell them that they have something really wrong with them inside, it's hard to hear. But knowing that that can then go to the point of finding the remedy and the medicine and the treatment it's going to take to get rid of that, to make you healthy once again, how much you can even go back and appreciate that harsh diagnosis. And so now that, that we have been blessed to know Christ, now that we've been blessed to, to taste the sweetness of the gospel, that our Lord Jesus Christ came into this world to pay for every sin, even the ones that are the deepest down inside of you, even the ones that not a single other person will ever know about, that he's come to pay for that with his precious blood and that he gives you the holy record that you need. He just shares it with you from heaven so that you can possess that by faith and someday walk through the gates of heaven on judgment day. That's the beautiful thing that God uses in, in his word. To, and the law sets us up to hear that precious gospel. And the, the, the psalmist here talks about that like a sweetness. It's like honey. That same word brings us the, the wonderful knowledge of our Savior. Just verses before this in Psalm 119, he writes, Your mercies also come to me, O Lord, your salvation also according to your word. So the believer says, How sweet are your words to my taste, sweeter than honey to my mouth. Uh, honey is very prevalent in Israel. And um, uh, there are, I looked it up, there are, uh, close to 600 professional beekeepers just in the little country of Israel and 120,000 hives. Back in Old Testament times, uh, Jewish writings indicate that the rabbis uh, were instructed to, to have uh, cake and honey out when the children were studying God's word. So they would associate God's word with that sweetness. It's kind of a neat picture, isn't it, of the sweetness that we have in the gospel. And really the sweetness that's being described there is Christ. The Christ that is found throughout all of scripture. I remember when I was a child, there was a, a, a friend of mine, and in their home, in their living room, they had a big picture about this size, and it was, it was an image of Christ, but if you got up close to it, you could see it was the Gospel of John written out. And the letters were done in such a way that it, it showed Christ's image through it. And I've also said that's such a beautiful way for us to look at the Bible, any, any section or book of the Bible. It's there to show you Christ. And that's why the Bible is so sweet. It's so tasteful, so wonderful for us, because we know of that tremendous salvation that it comes to give us. And God's word has many wonderful qualities. We talk about the clarity of scripture. That means it clearly presents the way to heaven for us. And also the, the pathway we should take through this life as believers. 
the sufficiency of Scripture, that it gives us exactly what we need to know and enough so that we know how to get to heaven and how to live our lives here in this world. I remember my, one of my seminary profs used to say, it's hard for me to think of a single area of my life where God's Word doesn't have something to say about it. And how true that is. If you look at the pages of Scripture, it just it fills our whole life. And finally, we talk about the efficacy of Scripture, that through that word, there's a power from God that comes into our hearts to give us faith and to create this spiritual aliveness in us that that causes us to be children of God. No wonder, then, that the author here says, I hate every false way. Anything that contradicts that word, anything that goes against that and pushes against that, The believer can't stand it because it ultimately takes away that sweetness. Now, I can tell by your presence here today, you already appreciate this word. And you'll find, I hope, as you get older in life, you will cherish it it and appreciate it even more as you get older. And it's going to seem sweeter to you as you get older. But just think, just think how much we're going to appreciate it when we finally go through the gates of heaven. Amen. We continue with our hymn. It's sweet. May the triune God of your baptism, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit bless and preserve you. Go in his peace. Amen.